Michael James Lauren, the Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. A very special guest joins us tonight, Dr. Michael Brown. You've seen him on CNN and other cable news channels. He's the world's foremost Messianic Jewish apologist. And he has a special book out called The Real Kosher Jesus. And let's welcome him. Dr. Brown, thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, great to be on the air with you. Thank you. Dr. Brown, everyone has a certain story about how they came to know Jesus. Now, I'm on your website right here, and it says that you became a believer in Jesus in 1971 as a 16-year-old. You were a heroin shooting, now you mentioned this, heroin shooting LSD-using Jewish rock drummer. And uh, tell us about that. I believe you were with two of your friends. They went to a church initially because of an interest in girls, and then what happened? two best friends, members of the band who weren't Jewish, got radically born again in a little gospel-preaching church in Queens, New York. God saved me and turned me around. In fact, uh, yes, uh, two days ago, December 17th at 71, is 42 years from the day I really surrendered to the Lord and said, I'll never put a needle in my arm again. And my, my dad said, okay, that's great. You're off drugs. You're not living the way you lived anymore. But we're Jews. We don't believe this. So he sent me to the local rabbi to talk to the rabbi. The rabbi said, you're a very sincere young man, but you're wrong. You don't even know Hebrew. And that's what led me to my Hebrew studies and ultimately a Ph.D. in Semitic languages. That I I wanted to know that I knew that I knew, that I rightly understood what the Scripture said, that I didn't have to rely on another dictionary or translation. And, of course, that's been a major part of my life, biblical studies, and then reaching out to our Jewish people with the good news of Yeshua. Yeah, I'm glad you're so honest with your testimony. There are a lot of people who are on drugs today. It is running rampant. Why do people get into it to begin with? I mean, why the, the rebelliousness and turning to drugs? And uh, how can more people come to Jesus, do you think? We thought that the way that we were being raised was wrong. We thought that the right way was sex, drugs, rock and roll. We thought that we knew better. And the flesh is very powerful. Uh, drugs are very powerful. The addictions of the flesh, the lusts of the flesh are very powerful. So once you buy into that, and the spirit of rebellion is very powerful, uh, it becomes something that you give yourself to. Uh, I believe revolution can be healthy if it's God's revolution, because this world is messed up, and this world needs radical, dramatic change, but not the human way of intimidation and anger and hatred, rather the Jesus way. Well, that's well said. There is a revolution going on today uh, with drugs, and we pray people will come to Jesus. You know, I've had revolts happen to me where I could be at a coffee shop, and I'm sharing Jesus with a Jewish person, and they say, what you're doing is wrong, and they shout sometimes, and it's it's rough, uh, actually, because uh, you want to tell people about Jesus and the, the promised Messiah, but a lot of times people feel like you're being a little bit of a traitor there. So I want to ask you, why is that number one answer that people give, the Messiah hasn't come? I mean, Jewish people say that all the time. I don't know, but the Messiah hasn't come yet. That's all I know. How can you describe that? Because I, be, I believe theologically the problem is that it's in Isaiah that there are two different acts that happen, the coming of Messiah and then he's coming again. Can you explain that? Yeah, well, it's a standard objection. If you say when the Messiah comes, there will be universal peace on earth, no more war, no more hostility, and Israel as a whole will serve God, and the Gentile world will serve God, has that happened? No. Well, then the Messiah hasn't come. So Scripture points to that as the final act in the drama, not the first act. The first act is the Messiah's sacrificial death 
and resurrection before the second temple was destroyed. The first act was his priestly ministry. The first act was to come as a lamb to be slain. The second act will be to rule and reign as king, as the lion of the tribe of Judah. The only one who can fulfill the second act is the one who has first fulfilled the first act. What about some of the other objections that Jewish people have? Because, well, number one, there's tradition, and that is a big deal. Of course, we know that from Fiddler on the Roof, but Jewish people are very tight-knit, and they have many, many traditions. There's a lot of resistance when a Jewish person comes to Jesus. I want to touch upon that again. Tell us why it's a traitor issue. One is that there's a certain perception of who the Messiah is, and Jesus does not fit that. That's one issue. A second issue is the idea of God becoming a man, which would seem to be the height of idolatry or making a man into a god. How could that be? Another issue would be church history. Look at how the church has treated the Jewish people. Obviously, these are not the people of God. Obviously, this is not the Messianic faith. And then the power of tradition, not just in Judaism, in any religion or culture, it's very powerful. But in a traditional Jewish home, By very definition, it's especially powerful. The belief is that you learn things from your father who learned them from his father and his father all the way back to Moses, and that there is a sacred calling to preserve your Jewishness. And if you go on the other side, the side for which your ancestors died, then you are an ultimate traitor and you are breaking the chain. So there's tremendous pressure, and therefore people have to know that they know that they know that this is the right thing to do, and also that they are not abandoning their Jewish people by doing this, rather they're being obedient to the God of Israel. Dr. Brown, that could be a very tough sell sometimes. I've gone to family reunions, and and people just look, what is this guy doing here believing in Jesus? It it can feel really, really, you could feel very alienated. So it is difficult. Only Jesus can open up your eyes to see. And, of course, you want to share him with everybody. Let's talk about your book, The Real Kosher Jesus. Now, the, the word kosher used to be used a lot, saying it's okay, it's okay, it's kosher. Uh, what does kosher mean to you? Well, of course, it, in used in colloquial ways, it, it means uh, okay, acceptable, permissible for a Jew. It goes back to kosher in Hebrew. So in terms of certain foods, these foods are acceptable. And then we just say, hey, this is kosher, this is okay, this is acceptable. It becomes used more broadly. All right, Dr. Brown, here's one more question I want to ask, and I've always wanted to ask you this. In the temple, they have a cup uh, for Elijah when he comes again. So in the scriptures, Jewish people believe in the resurrection of the dead, but you don't hear that very often when you talk to Jewish people with this hope in their heart that they can't wait for the coming of the Messiah. Not only that, but the resurrection of the dead. Those two tenets of faith seem to be missing when you talk to Jewish people. Uh, You don't usually hear that. Why is that? Well, it all depends. In other words, if you are a traditional Jew, you absolutely believe in the resurrection of the dead. You confess it daily. You absolutely believe in the coming of the Messiah. You confess it daily, and you're looking forward to it. If you are a Reformed Jew, you probably don't believe in a personal Messiah. You probably don't believe in a future resurrection of the dead. You have more of a humanistic viewpoint. And in Paul's day, and in Jesus' day as well, you you had different Jewish groups. The Sadducees did not believe in a future resurrection. The Pharisees did. And Paul wanted to expose the division among the leadership, professed his faith in the resurrection, and that that stirred up the controversy right there. But many Jews in America, perhaps a majority, are so secular in their viewpoints that they do not have a clear view of an afterlife. 
And if you go, say, to the funeral of a believer, even while there's grief, there's hope, and if it's an older believer, there's celebration. If you go to the funeral, say, of a Reformed Jew, a secular liberal Jew, it's pretty much it's all lost, it's all over, there's very little hope of a life to come. And I think that's something we need to bring, is a holy confidence, a holy and glorious confidence in our risen Messiah, and therefore that we will share in the resurrection. It seems to be the heart of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that many Jewish people, of course, will recognize him as Lord and Messiah. Dr. Michael Brown is the author of the book, The Real Kosher Jesus. He's also a radio talk show host, nationally syndicated program, The Line of Fire. We've enjoyed having you on the program. Thanks so much. Have a great night. Shalom. God bless.